It's time to become a member of Playvolution HQ and Exploration's Early Learning. There's a free option and three paid patron-level options. All come with free stuff and ongoing automatic training and merch discounts. For as little as a dollar a month, you can become a patron. That supports our work and you get premium stuff like early access to fresh podcast episodes. Go to explorationsearlylearning.com slash membership or click the link in this episode's description to learn more. All the cool listeners are doing it. On with the show. studio over there over there that's uh that's uh nicole halton how you doing nicole i am well how are you doing i am delightful a beautiful day winter is coming here in my corner of the world so it's been dark for about three hours as we're starting to record and so i'm i'm getting cozy for the winter i feel like uh, i'm net building my nest or my little my little <laughs> cubby for the winter so i can hibernate uh we're throwing off the winter stuff and getting ready to hit the beach Ah, delightful. It's an amazing world we live in, huh? It is an amazing world. We can be simultaneously getting prepared for winter and just ready for summer. So all at the same time. Yeah, yeah. So I get a topic for us. I wanted to talk a little bit about Christmas toys and Christmas shopping and all that kind of stuff, especially you as a mom of 14 or 15 young children. Um, <laughs> get your opinion on that. But don't say but that. Before before we get into that, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta send a shout out to eight-year-old Fiona. Um, Fiona has been in the news here. I don't know how much in the news in the news I read. Um, eight year old Fiona was kicked out of, uh, suspended from school for not wearing a mask. Do you want to, do you want to hazard a guess of how many times? Oh my gosh. I'm going to say it had to be a lot of times. 38 times Fiona was suspended for not wearing her mask in, in class. Um, uh, she just didn't want to do it. And then she did do it. Eight. Eight-year-old. And uh, then Fiona wrote a little speech and went to a local school board meeting because the, the local school board had control over whether they mandated masks in their elementary schools or not. And uh, Fiona went to the school board meeting and read her little speech and um it included things, I believe, uh, I watched a day or two ago along the lines of, um, I hope you all go to jail for what you're doing to us kids and, and things like what a that. Legend. And the school ended up uh, getting rid of their, they dropped their mandate. And so now Fiona oh. doesn't have to wear a, a mask to school. And I don't want to get political about it or anything. What I'm really interested in is the, I don't know what the word is for Fiona, the, the moxie, the grit, the- yes the bullheadedness whatever that is i wish more people had that and yeah. more kids had that because um look they had a, a pic of one of the I, I seen a picture of her and, and she looks kind of self-assured and cocky i think would be yeah. look but of course they picked that picture for for the yeah. news article obviously but she stood up 
you know, her, her mask kind of below her nose at the school board meeting. Cause she wanted to talk to the school board meeting and, and she read her thing and, uh, uh, read parts of it, but she had parts of it memorized and just yay for, for her. Yay for her. And I think that's it. It's that, uh, that somebody's obviously supported her with that confidence, you know, whether that's parents or you know, clearly not teachers, but someone has supported that confidence and you know like that I think so often children are shut down with those ideas you know that well bad luck that's the way it is you know we kind of say well sorry that they're the rules but this is a kid who went you know what these rules suck and they do suck like I've got an eight-year-old my eight-year-old would not wear a mask all day at school like it just would not happen, could not happen. And having said that, that's probably why both my youngest ones have been on 14-day home quarantine. But it, it's not mandatory here and I don't think it should be. It is uh, it is strongly recommended and I think it's mandatory for children over 12, um, which thankfully doesn't apply to any of my children yet. Um, but just that, that ability to say, well, you know what, I think this is, stupid doesn't make sense it's not necessary and i'm going to push back against it i think what a legend yeah yeah I, i'm i'm happy for fiona and, and maybe it was a teacher maybe her teacher was like fiona take your, take your mask off again and i'll have to suspend you but you know if this happens a couple dozen times maybe they'll get rid of the mandate and so maybe yeah. her and her teacher planned it all out together i don't know but <laughs> they were um, in so, so fiona thank you for for having uh some some grit some moxie some uh some uh, stick to itiveness some some awesomeness uh i doubt you're probably ever going to listen to this podcast but, you never uh, know you never know to... but i think it just it, it's an amazing lesson for other kids to see that you can actually make a difference and it doesn't matter that you're you know only eight i've been having this conversation with my son recently about school uniform so his school is quite strict about school uniform and um he thinks it's highly unfair that in winter the boys have to wear long pants. They can't wear shorts. So they have to wear long pants even in winter. The girls, on the other hand, have a choice between pants or a skirt and they can choose whether they wear tights under their skirt or not. And he's like, why do the girls get a choice and the boys don't get a choice? And I'm like, I agree with you and I think that's ridiculous and I'm more than happy for you to bring that up and he's trying to work out his approach to that I think and I'd like to see him have, have that confidence to be able to say you know what this doesn't make sense it's he, not fair uh, and he, it doesn't make really, sense is he really proud of his calves I don't know I don't know if it's that he's proud of his calves because he's skin and bones and there's <laughs> nothing of him but I think it's that he well he's his peer group is predominantly girls and during some during winter they're all if you know it's a slightly warmer winter day I mean we don't have really cold winter here so if it's slightly warmer and the girls are in you know they can choose short skirt or pants so they've got all those options the boys just have to be in pants and I'm like that's crazy that doesn't make sense I suggest this to him after we're done recording. Uh, I suggest that he show up for school in a, in a skirt for a couple of days. He and, probably and would do that. And tell the school to just deal with it. He probably would do that. I think if you put that suggestion there, he probably would do that because yeah, he, it bothers him. And I'm like, great, you need to do something about it. I'm not going to do something about it for you. This is bothering you. 
I trust you. Go, <laughs> deal with it. It's your thing. You take care of it. <laughs> it's your thing. Yeah, I, I, I like that. And I think a lot of times adults get scared and overwhelmed when kids are willing to stand up and cause a ruckus and, yeah. and voice an opinion and, and, and have strong beliefs about things. It, it gets a little bit overwhelming for adults. And so, yeah. of course, we want to we want to shut it down a lot of the time. But uh, you well, we don't it. like to be wrong. Yeah, yeah. We don't it, like to be proven wrong by anybody, but to be proven wrong by a child for a lot of adults, that's like a real kick to the ego it's like oh man you know like I didn't actually have a a comeback like I've got nothing like the fact that they've turned around and gone well yeah okay she makes a valid point let's overturn it yeah yeah and and I mean good on them for actually doing that for listening to her and you know and doing that because I think so many like kind of I know here in Australia so many government departments don't listen to anybody let alone listen to children so I think that's really nice to hear so I, I can't wait till a few years from now when Fiona runs for office. That'll be delightful. Um, so let's get into our topic. Um, since it's December, as we release this episode, uh, I figure we we should obligatorily talk about uh, uh, Christmas shopping and Christmas gifts or holiday shopping and holiday gifts, whatever we're we're calling it now, because you know that's a thing that that. Uh, caregivers do and parents do and caregivers have to have to put up with after the holidays when kids uh, uh bring their bring their presence to to their care settings and yes. those kind of things and so just wondering if you had any thoughts and we just you just kind of see where the conversation goes well my first thought is i don't like uh the whole christmas toy campaign and it probably well it, it got, it's a, it encompasses a lot of things but I've got lots of thoughts on this. So one of my biggest issues is the ridiculous amount of advertising that occurs to children just ahead of Christmas. And it's like, I get it. I get why they advertise to children. And I can remember reading years ago, I think it was even before I had children, I read the book uh, Consuming Kids. Mm -hmm. And I can remember reading that and thinking, how horrific is that? Why would anyone do that? And at the time I was like, no, I'm pretty sure that's just an American thing because it's like it's an American book. I'm like, no, we don't do that here. And then I think once I had children, I kind of looked at things differently and went, wow, we really do that here. You know, we do that same thing. We target things at children. And I know for my kids, if we're watching something, you know, we often watch this like a quiz show that we watch um, around dinner time. And, you know, if we're watching that and ads come on about different toys, they're back, they're straight on it. I want that. Oh, what's that? Oh, I want that. And constantly with whatever just flashed up. And I think you've seen it once. You don't even really know what it is, but it looks shiny and new and, you know, kind of draws them in. So I have like big issue with that, apart from the fact that they're making you need to spend money. Um, I just, I don't know. It's all stuff that's unnecessary junk most of the time. I, I was um, uh, I was, I was trapped in the, uh, the waiting room with the dentist the other day and they had, uh, kid cartoon channel on and for the first time in in years i saw toy advertisements because i don't i don't do broadcast shows so i don't i don't see those channels and and first thing i saw a couple things that i might like um just to, <laughs> you might like or? Just, yeah that I might like just to screw around with for a while and then throw <laughs> away uh but but also it was it was every every 
four and a half minutes, there seemed to be another barrage of commercials. Yeah. And this is at like 830 in the morning when, when you know, I, I imagine the kids at home gobbling up uh, cereal or yogurt and parents are still only three quarters of the way awake and, and kids yeah. are mesmerized by this stuff. And and uh, Consuming Kids is a great book. If, if uh, listeners are looking for another one about the, uh, the, the marketing that's done to kids and the consumerism, another good book is uh, is buy baby buy b-u-y baby buy um which is which is along the same lines i think they, they both came out fairly fairly close to each other but they're they're both great reads about the the consumerism i mean that's a big part of it i think another thing yeah. is a, a lot of the toys that are out there are are just just they crap crap. <laughs> they are crap um they just look they're not designed to last for starters they're designed for Christmas basically and you know they'll get through Christmas and that's about it um and they're just so closed and so unimaginative and I have to kind of because I've really struggled with this since my kids were born and you know when, when I think when I was pregnant with the first one I was like right we won't have any like commercial toys. There'll be no like Spider-Man. There'll be no like any of that. I don't want any of that. I don't want any plastic toys. I don't want, yeah, you know, I had all these really strict rules and I did have to give some of that up thanks to grandparents. Um, <laughs> and some grandparents were good, some not so good. One bunch of grandparents actually hands my kids Christmas catalogs. They get one each <laughs> and they go, here you go, just start <laughs> circling things. And I think, oh, no. Um, whereas with my my family, we a couple of years ago started a um, a bit of a tradition where the gifts needed to be like locally made or handmade or fair trade. Like it wasn't, you know, you couldn't just go to I don't know the equivalent Walmart maybe came Kmart here, but you couldn't just go to Kmart, pick a random toy in a box and go, oh here you go, Merry Christmas. It was actually about putting some thought into it, supporting some small local businesses buying something that was built to last. And I think for my son's first Christmas, he got we got him a wooden wagon uh, made by a woodworker who went to the local markets and, you know, just set up a stall kind of thing. And we got a wagon and we've had that for, you know, 10 years and it's still there. And I think, you know, well, that's the sort of stuff that you want that's going to last, whereas the other stuff kind of disappears. But then I have to put myself back into my kid hat and say, what did I enjoy when I was a kid? And I, I did I was like ask some you of that, that crap. What, did you, did you I liked have... some of the crap. I liked some of the Barbies. And like now, as a parent, I'm like, oh, no, don't get them Barbies. Don't get them, you know, that junk. But um, I think back and I'm like, oh, I really did love a good Barbie. Like I loved, you know, playing dress-ups and all those kinds of things. I loved, I was jealous of my friend's Barbie fun bus. And I used to think, oh, man, I want one of those. And so when... A thing like that, it was an LOL glamper, was on our girls' Christmas list last year. I relented and actually bought one. And it has brought them a lot of joy. And I kind of have been able to go, mm, I've supplemented it with so many other good things and open-ended things that I can kind of deal with it. Well, yeah. And it's, I mean, it's, it's all in the way that they use them too. I mean, yes. your kids from, from my limited knowledge of them though or you know they're out in the world and they're having experiences and it's not yeah. all about the barbies and it's not all about all of the barbie stuff and it's uh yeah it's a barbie and i mean the barbies get taken out into the mud and sure. you know, like barbies get ridden on a skateboard down the hill and you know things like that so it is balance i yeah. think 
it's and, the and, and so much stuff that kids get is, it's like you said, it doesn't, it doesn't last long. I remember back in our family childcare days, we had a, a couple brothers and, you know, like the Monday after, after Christmas, they're, they're school agers, you know, like third and maybe fifth graders that are hanging out with us during the summer and on breaks. And, and there, I get a call like, Jeff, can we, can we bring our remote control cars that we got for Christmas? I'm like, yeah, yeah, sure. And um, because I look, I'm I'm a big fan of anything that's remote control. I got no problem <laughs> with that. But they show up with these remote control trucks. They're like like uh, like I, I mean, they're they're just huge. Must be I don't know two foot, uh, you know, three quarters of a meter long, uh, whatever. <laughs> Thanks for the conversion. Yeah, I think that's, that's <laughs> fairly accurate. Um, and they're, they're just huge. And, and they, the first day they play with them all, I mean, until the batteries go dead and they charge the batteries in the afternoon, they play with them again. Second day, they bring them, they play with them for about 40 minutes in the morning and then they go put away the third day they bring them and don't play with them. They just bring them because apparently it's a habit now to bring them. Yeah. And then we never see them again. And and like six weeks later, I, I'm like, uh, so where how how are you still using those those trucks? And they're like, oh, we forgot about those. Yeah. And and I, I checked with uh, mom, and they were they were in the in the back of the closet, and one yep. was broken, and and then that was it. And that these, was it. These things must have been, I mean, probably in the hundred dollar range each. Yeah. Um, when they were purchased, but you know, there was a, 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 a divorce situation going on with parents trying to outdo each other and that kind mm -hmm. of thing going on there too. And that was a piece of it. So, you know, there's a, there's a lot of moving parts when it comes to. And I think that's a big part of it too. Like I know um, there was, I can remember there being an article going around here last year, like sort of this time last year. And it was about this um, mom who had, you know, gone out and spent, you know, and, put it all over social media as people tend to do but you know oh I've spent this much on this child and this much and it was like in the thousands and the piles of presents were just like astronomical and it caused a real uproar because there were these people that you know said well hang on why are you spending so much other people are like mind your business you can spend what you like other people are worried about the sustainability impact you know like there's all of this kind of stuff but then at the center of that you've got like children who uh ultimately either going to play with that stuff or they're not they're going yeah. to be overwhelmed with it they're going to and that's often what happens and you see it with little ones every time at you know christmas birthdays whatever they get overwhelmed by the amount of stuff and they end up playing with nothing or with the box or with yeah. something that they had you know before and i think it just becomes too much we started doing with because we're not particularly over buyers we tend to keep it fairly small when it comes to our kids but the grandparents were, and, you know, particularly two sets of grandparents were just like, we've got three sets. So two sets were pretty intense and the kids were getting overwhelmed by the amount of stuff. And I was getting overwhelmed. So I'm like, we don't have a very big house. Where am I supposed to put all this stuff? Like, yeah. what do we do with it? And so we actually last year said, how about we try some experiences instead of toys? And, you know, the kids had wanted to go to this place, which is like a tree climbing hanging in nets and you know um, zip lining and all that sort of stuff so they wanted to go there so one of the sets of grandparents you know booked them all in and we actually went for a family day with the grandparents we had a picnic lunch and we did the zip lining and whatever and they had an amazing day and 
it was something that they really enjoyed. They got a lot of memories from. We don't have a lot of crap cluttering up the house. And yeah. I felt like it was so much more meaningful because they got the time. You know, I mean, they say all the time, it's one of those big cliches, you know, best gift is time and you know, all that sort of stuff. But I really think it is, you know, children want our time. They don't need all the junk. They just get hooked in by the junk. Yeah, yeah. It's it's this kind of it's uh it's got this allure to it that that pulls us in. And and I don't so I I mean I, I totally agree with you about the stuff. And I don't want to sound like like grouchy grouchy old man Johnson. Um, I mean I, that's totally who I am. <laughs> that's but, totally you. But I, I prefer. I want to sound like that. I don't want to be. I don't. I'd like. To, but um, you know those the the experiences, the time, the the spending spending um and shopping for things that they really want and they're really interested in that they're really going to engage in and putting some more thought into it i think a lot of times it's just it's just shopping for for the sake of shopping yeah um and 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 so those more meaningful things and i mean i've talked about it on the podcast a a number of times for for my daughter for a couple years um her favorite christmas present was a huge box of tape all the different kinds of tape i could find and and then for months she would use it for for creating projects and that kind of stuff so so those my youngest we did that for a birthday a couple of years ago I think she was about two or three and she loved tape and so we did we got a big box and filled it with all different types of like sticky tape and colored tape and whatever and she was chuffed she thought that was the best and people went you got her tape for her birthday and I said yes (laughs) what what else do you get a two-year-old yeah. You know, like she's not, she's not overly interested in much. She just wants to sticky tape stuff together. Mm-hmm. And there you go. Enjoy sticky tape stuff together. But, yeah, I think, I don't know, taking that paired back approach is I have found it to be far more enjoyable as a parent to see, you know, to see them really enjoy spending time doing something or to have one thing that they really love and, you know, that is meaningful and something that's going to last than a whole bunch of junk like that they lose interest in really quickly or that gets broken you know we've had stuff that's been broken on Christmas day and you think what was the point of that (laughs) yeah and they don't they they haven't engaged with it long enough to even really care well this this thing this thing I've had for 15 minutes is broken broken now now. oh well Um, well, that's done (laughs) so with that mindset that you have do you ever get any mom guilt about what other families are doing or that kind of competitiveness thing or I don't I don't get the mom guilt um because I'm very much a you know whatever works for other families and I'll often say that to our kids you know and that's why actually it's sort of a different topic but we actually don't tell the kids which things come from Santa and which things come from us because they're still bless their cotton socks are still big fans of Santa but we don't have uh that's the stuff from Santa and that's the stuff from mum and dad it's just it's a mystery and the reason we do that is because I know that they'll have friends who get way more and they'll have friends who get way less and you know I like to think well for kids who rationalize that as well if Santa brings everything why did Santa bring that child like you know a new bike a trampoline a swimming pool and you know 45 barbies and i got you know whatever i got and that's well, obviously santa loves that other kid more well I, I, absolutely <laughs> absolutely and that's obviously the case and you know but i don't get that that mum guilt because i think and i think that's well, maybe i can logic myself out of it but i know that the things that they're getting are of far, far greater 
value, whether there is a greater monetary value or whether there is flashy or whatever, I know that there are far greater value. Like when uh, Bodhi, our oldest, was uh, about two, two or three for Christmas, we actually went to the local op shop or thrift shop and bought an old wooden TV unit for about $10. And then my husband cut a hole in the top of it and put a sink in it. And then we went and got some old taps and we got some, you know, bits and pieces and we kind of, he painted it up and we made this um, little like kitchen, mud kitchen kind of play thing for him for in the backyard. And, you know, all up, it probably cost us about like $30 in bits. And then we went again back to the op shop and got like pots and pans and all of that sort of stuff. And the hours and hours and hours and hours of fun that he had. And then the other two children had after that, like it lasted for a long time. And, you know, that for me was far more valuable. And I guess any guilt about, oh, so they didn't get X, Y, and Z was allayed by that. But I have to say, I think it changes as they get a bit older. Like I've noticing with the eldest one now who's, you know, 11, nearly 12, who's talking about what he'd really like is a laptop. And it's like, so not getting a laptop. Like it's just not happening. (laughs) He needs one for school the year after next. And I'm like, when it, when it's a necessity for school, then sure, let's get to that point. But until then, no, you're not getting a laptop. Like it's just not happening. But I think there'll be a little bit of that, you know, they start to get a bit more noticeable with who's getting what and, you know, comparing, I guess. But I just hope all I think all you can hope as a parent is that you've instilled values in them that allow them to see that families do things in different ways and that you know, like for us, we often talk about the fact that we'll say this year for their birthdays, I actually don't even remember what got them for their birthdays, but their birthdays are all around the same time. They're all within a couple of weeks of each other. But that was when we went on our big three-week Red Centre road trip. And so for us, it was like, no one's getting a party. Everyone's getting some basic birthday presents, probably stuff that we took away with us. As I say, I don't even remember. Um, But for us, that was the celebration was, you know, it's your birthday and we're all going on this massive holiday and, you know, having a big adventure together. And I think that was far more important. And I hope that we've kind of instilled in them, not that they won't still get caught up in the commercialism stuff every now and then, but I think they can see past it more readily than maybe some other kids. Yeah. Yeah. I got, I got two questions. One, do, do your kids, have they mastered the, the, the doughy eyed manipulate mom look when they want something where they kind of turn their head to the, the side and they, they give you, give you that sweet look that, that tries the youngest to... is the youngest is really good at that. She does the, and, you yeah. know, the bottom lip drops and she'll give you the eyes and she's got these, in, I don't even know how they're as long as they are, but her eyelashes are like dead set <laughs> about an inch long. And so she looks up at you from under the eyelashes and you're just like, Oh man. Um, I must say it probably works on my husband far more than it works on me. Um, he's, he's definitely, he'll go, oh, I think that's how we got the camper van Barbie whatever thing last year was because he was like, but they really want it. And I'm like, great. I really want like you know, a mansion on the beach. It's not going to happen. Like we don't have to give them everything that they want. Well, maybe um, you should practice the face. and Maybe uh... I should. Maybe I should. <laughs> I actually don't want to mention on the beach, but it was just the first thing that came to mind because the other thought was Ferrari, and I'm like, I really don't want a Ferrari. You really have, you're really, really pretty set with the stuff that you want, huh? Yeah, um, I don't really have a lot of wants, so and may, and again, maybe that is what filters through. I don't know. 
Yeah. So the other question I had is when you made that trip up the middle, did you stop at that one roadhouse? I don't remember the name of it. There aren't a lot of them. Um, did you did you get any any of the camel ball candies? Oh no, no. Oh, I, do, I think I do remember actually seeing that. Now where was that? Yeah, there's there's I, a couple. I of can't road remember. It's where it's where I got my T-shirt. It's like the Tea Tree Roadhouse, something like that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, might be at Barrow Creek. Maybe? Yeah, maybe. Um, any, anyway, listeners. But th- um, look, there's all sorts of really interesting things out there. It's some really interesting novelty items. Um, yeah, but, but no, camel, I did not. camel ball candies is uh, it. They they kind of they're. I mean, they they are what they sound like, <laughs> um, and they were delicious. Um, no, so, I did take a hard pass. No. <laughs> took a hard pass on those. Um, <laughs> one other question I had before we, we before we wrap this one up: um, the programs you work with, what are their? How do they handle kids wanting to bring toys, their own toys and stuff in, like after the holidays? Because I think a lot of kids like to do that. It's um, a pretty standard thing here. I suppose it's probably different too, because or maybe I'm not sure, but here, you know, we have Christmas and then we pretty much have summer break, and you know, it's like even for the children that go back into care so they go back to their childcare service or they go to school holiday care or whatever it's still it's a very different atmosphere I think and you know everyone's kind of just on mode uh-huh. um, they're all kind of relaxed and in the summer zone um, but I think for the most part I think a lot of services typically have a don't bring your own stuff from home because it's going to get broken kind of rule so it just doesn't doesn't happen there would be some that do um I know for us like down at Timbernook we typically don't encourage the kids to bring stuff in and mainly because we're trying to encourage them to just disconnect and you know get back to basics um but in a center environment I suppose it's a little bit different um and I guess we've got to respect that you know for kids they get pretty excited about those sorts of things you know like I just got this new thing and I want to show it off yeah yeah for me it was always this this balance of oh it's a pain in the ass when they bring that stuff because then you feel like you're responsible for responsible yeah just more stuff you got to keep an eye on but also they're so damn excited and yeah and want to show their friends and share with their friends and and you know a lot of good play can can spring up that way it can be a nice social bridge for some kids too you know that like i've bought this thing and particularly for those kids who maybe have struggled with finding a friendship group or something they bring this thing and it can kind of help bring them together so there's some there's some pluses yeah i think the the other bit is the you know since the holiday season is midwinter um here it i mean we're we're, you can't be out in a lot of places you can't be outside as as much and and the weather is bad and the the daylight is shorter and everything and so everybody's kind of cozied up and, and so having those those interesting new kind of little odds and ends to to fiddle around with during the day are kind of kind of a fun thing too which is yeah. it's, it's kind of different than 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 having it in when when christmas is in the middle of the summer it is very very different i can't imagine it being like cold at christmas it's always <laughs> hot and yeah it's a, it's a weird thought any other thoughts on on this topic before we wrap this one up no i think i've shared all my thoughts all right. Well, that's, that's what we do here. I hope you have enough for another episode. Let's hope. We'll, we'll, we'll thought on something else. Hey, okay. listeners, thanks for tuning in. If you uh, um, are, 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 are liking the show, share the show with a 
friend or stranger. Um, we don't really care who you share. Or an enemy. It doesn't yeah, matter. It could be an enemy. <laughs> and uh, if you're if you're looking for any online trainings, uh, check out explorationsearlylearning.com where where Nicole is going to be doing uh, doing some sessions uh, coming up. We've I, I've just been working on getting everything up online. We'll have uh, 50 plus live online sessions coming up in 2022. Uh, your your co-founder of Inspired EC is going to do a, a fun session on fire and kids that I can't yes. wait for. That's going to be a little bit later in the year. We got a lot of other stuff coming up and we've also got links to some, uh, some fun uh, on-demand, uh, whenever you're ready for them sessions that that uh, Nicole and the team at Inspired EC have put together. Uh, so you can check those out. Nicole, what do you want to plug? Plug plug your site, plug some of the stuff you got going on. Oh, I don't know. We're in like dead set chaos mode at the moment, uh, which is why I felt completely unprepared for this uh, podcast recording today. We are sending out, we do like uh, diaries every year for like early childhood educators, except that they're more about, they're more uh, reflective practice kind of guides. So yeah, they're like a diary, but a reflective thing. And this year we've had, well, so far we've had our most orders we've ever had. Um, so we're trying to get them and we do them all in house. Like I actually create all the content and then we put it all together and then we print it and bind it and whatever. So for anyone in Australia, that's a go. Uh, look, anyone in America too, but they are pretty Australian. So um, but other than that, we do have a bunch of other stuff on our website that uh, we can send to the US. Who knows when it'll get there because the courier systems are so far behind here. I don't know what they're like over there, but they're appalling here. So it might take a few months, but we could get something to you. And that's at inspiredec.com is where you can, uh, you can use that as your jumping off point. Back soon with another episode. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.